everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Spirit Channel Podcast. I am your host, Zenith, and I am pleased to say, after a long wait, that I've got myself some new recording equipment, and hopefully these podcasts are a go with some clear audio. So, today's episode is kind of the beginning. I want to take things back to the very start and talk about spirituality in general. What is spirituality? How does one practice one's spirituality? How is spirituality different from religion? What does spirituality mean to you? What does spirituality mean to me? What do you get out of spirituality? And uh, how does one progress in a spiritual manner? And what should one be reading? Or what great works out there? that are spiritual in nature and these could be already pre-existing um, literature and uh, just anything else I want to talk about so without further ado let's get on it. So spirituality, spirituality, um, spirituality there are as many different ways to be spiritual as there are people on this earth. What does it mean to be spiritual? Well, I guess the extremely easy answer to that is that because you are already spiritual being, you are already an energetic source of uh, light that can never die, and that you are part of the one true creator, that you are a spark of this one true creator, and that you're simply having a human experience, then the truth is that you are already spiritual. No matter what it is you do, no matter what way you act, no matter what belief system you subscribe to, even if that is some sort of form of Satanism, some form of negativity that completely rejects the creator, even if you are a agnostic and rejects the notion of a a creator, rejects the notion that um, any sort of proof can be found of a spirit world or creator, it's not going to matter because you are simply spiritual. And everything that you do on this earth, no matter what small action you take, no matter how large an action you take, may be considered spiritual. Now, that does not mean that you are living a spiritual life. Uh, It simply means that you simply are spiritual in nature. Living a spiritual life, I guess, um, means anything that you do or think about that makes you ponder or dwell or some sort of action, seek out um, your origins or think about your origins or think about a life before this present life, a life perhaps in the spiritual realm or even just contemplate or wonder is there a spiritual realm is there a creator are there angels are there spirits are there demons are there uh, genies are there fairies jinns mythical beings anything like that there that causes you to lift your your eyes say from the ground that uh, causes you to consider more outside of your own personal field of experience outside of your sorry outside of uh, what this world has to offer out of the 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 current laws of physics out of the 
the current idea that you can be more than just this bag of meat and bones. And I guess anything like that there can be considered uh, living a life in spirituality. Um, so hopefully that made some sort of sense. I'm, I'm just kind of winging it here. I'm not reading off any script. Um, I find that that is best if I just say what's in my heart rather than perhaps attempt to talk on subjects that I probably don't have enough interest in or perhaps don't have enough knowledge in. I think uh, the, the problem is, is one person can't know everything. You can be very learned in a subject or you can be very learned in many subjects. You can be very learned in history. You can be very learned in, in religions. You can be very learned in ethics. You can know a number of great figures from the past and know a number of facts and figures about them. And it can all make you seem very smart and very intelligent. But true spirituality disregards all this here. In order to live a true spiritual life, yeah, the, the techniques and the means at your disposal are so, so simple that you don't have to be any sort of great intellect. You don't have to be sort of uh, any great learned person. You don't have to spend 10, 20 years studying books with degrees coming out of your hindquarters. The most simplest things in spirituality are the most simplest things that anyone can do, regardless of their IQ or their intellect. But I guess we'll talk about more of that later because I, I don't want to get off this tangent here. Um, so yeah, as I was saying, um, yeah, this is what I believe true spirituality is. And uh, I guess this is what marks it different from all the main modern religions, I should say. I guess the main modern religions, certain the three Abrahamic religions of Christianity, uh, Judaism and Islamism, Islamism, uh, Islam, is that most people will, will go to their places of worship. <clears throat> most people will listen to the appointed minister, appointed rabbi, appointed uh, whatever, you know, listen and, and, and speak from the holy book, whether it's the Quran, the Torah, or the Bible, and ultimately uh, abide or listen or take heed of what this person says, this figure of authority. And at the end of the ceremony, um, they perhaps spend a few minutes, you know, perhaps taking in those words. But that novelty, or that, that not not the holding that uh, that state of being that uh, taking heat off kind of wears away and is forgotten about so in a way what you're doing is giving your power across to these so-called figures of authority you're not actually doing the real work that is required of you um, you're seeking stops and ends with uh, the person in the pulpit spirituality or true spirituality encourages you not to follow any particular creed or any particular person but to do the work yourself to to realize that you are ultimately responsible for your own spiritual growth your own spiritual seeking and to seek within within yourself and to as i said contemplate and to meditate on what it means to to, to be a spiritual being to be a spiritual person and to take on board perhaps what these great religions have taught us but ultimately to to 
helps the word. Ultimately to turn that inwards and forget about the outside world um, through the forms or through the technique of meditation. Um, to actually go inside and shut out the external world, the external senses, and to sit and mostly in the silence, sit and, and try to, it's very hard to describe, um, but kind of go within yourself and go deeper and deeper within yourself until you lose all train of thought, all track of time, until you forget about the, the outside world and in this state of being you will find many realizations and many answers and many um, things that will come to you that are not of a physical world that are not of your own kind of uh, thought patterns and it is from this state of being when one practices these or this technique more and more that one will begin to open up and um, begin to understand and, and realize that there is more to life than just what's in front of us and what is portrayed by our five senses. I think that uh, the problem with major religions is that they have got so far away from the origins of what's, what once made them, of these great um, prophets and seekers of our time. Um, and I, I'm simply just talking about the three main Abrahamic religions here that are Christianity, uh, Judaism and Islam. Um, certainly from my own upbringing in the Western Hemisphere and coming from a country that was heavily dominated until fairly recently there by the Christian Church and the Catholic Church or Presbyterian Church, is that we were kind of taught that uh, the priest was the be-all and end-all, um, was to be respected, and it was only through this priest that salvation could be reached. Um, it was through the act of uh, contrition, the act of penance, and ultimately the act of um, the sacrament that one could achieve um, his or her place in what was called heaven or what is known as heaven um, and it was only through these acts um, that salvation could be given and forgiveness could be given by Jesus the Christ and in that religion uh, I'm not just talking about the faction of Catholicism and Presbyterian but Christian as a whole is that uh, we are taught that Jesus uh, Christ is or was the Son of God, the only Son of God, that he was this divinity made flesh, or this divinity taken flesh, and it was through his great um, act of sacrifice, um, the uh, crucifixion on the cross, that we were all redeemed because we were all sinners up to then. But for me, this notion is, is completely and utterly wrong. And from my limited knowledge of Islam and from my limited knowledge of Judaism, this is pretty much goes the same for, for what Moses originally taught, what Moses originally stood for, and much later, what the Prophet Muhammad came to to seek to overturn the wrongs that Christianity had um, allowed itself to meander into. 
I believe that these great individuals were given great knowledge um, from those in which we call spirit, from the higher dimensional entities that reside in non-physical or non-corporal forms and watch over and guide humanity. And unfortunately, what once was um, words of positivity, hope, um, equality, unity, um, have now been turned into uh, positions of authority, um, middlemen, as in uh, imams and uh, rabbis and priests, uh, standing in the way of your uh, link or your uh, original closeness or original beingness with uh, the creator itself and these religions <clears throat> through either ignorance or by design now spread uh, a message of um, separation of non-unity of um, ultimate right and ultimate wrong and perhaps that's a bit harsh because I know there are many within these organisations that seek to promote unity and promote brotherhood between these main religions but unfortunately the vast majority of them preach or certainly some of them preach a fundamentalist viewpoint or a fundamental viewpoint of their religion and they seem to have misconstrued uh, mis or sorry reinterpreted omitted um, and changed some of these or a lot of these great individuals true words into something that resembles um, a shadow of what once these were especially when I look at the as I said the fundamental um, aspect of this as of today um, May uh, the 18th I think in 2021 we have massive unrest uh, in Israel and uh, the West Bank and Palestine in general. Um, I truly do feel sorry for those, uh, for the Jewish people um, to have lived under such an oppressive <coughs> and such a, a selfish state um, and to have to live with uh, or perhaps not be aware of the true facts of, of, of on the ground of uh, what is truly happening um, in regards to, to the oppression of the, the Palestinian people and the, uh, what can I say, the, the controlled media, the government controlled media, which does not portray the, the truth to the Jewish people. Um, and the, the tentacles of control that this Jewish state has certainly on the influence of the US government and abroad. Um, and the completely wrong state of affairs that allows or um, perhaps maybe not allows but has certainly crept up in. don't even know what that means. But what I'm trying to get at here is that uh, the, 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 the notion that um, criticism of uh, the Jewish state, of the actions of the Jewish government of Zionism equates to anti-Semitism. I haven't pronounced that right, but you get the idea. For me, uh, criticism of the actions of the, the Jewish government, of the Jewish state, 
are certainly not a criticism of those great wonderful people who have been persecuted for um, thousands of years which are the Jewish people and I find it completely ironic that uh, it seems to me that uh, the Jewish state has now um, fallen lockstep and MERS uh, the Nazi state and are now repeating the same actions what, as what was once done on the Jewish people. In tandem with this here we have massive unrest in the, uh, the Islam world and certainly those of us uh, in the European countries. Um, certainly as propaganda says that uh, Islam is, is wrong, Islam, Islam is dangerous, Islam is um, a fundamentalist terrorist religion and once again, nothing can be further from the truth. It is those hardliners, it is those hardline countries that uh, practice and promote an extreme form of Islam, Wahhabism comes to mind, and Saudi Arabia. Um, and I think that uh, this is far, far removed from the Prophet's original message. As he said, I'm far from an expert in Judaism and Islam, but from what little I do know is that the, these original messages have been distorted over time and changed to fit the ideology of corrupt governments for their own Southeast ends. And once again, Islam and the Islamic people were once a bastion of light, a bastion of secularism, a bastion of knowledge and growth in the Middle East while Europe toiled in the Dark Ages. And so it is with great sadness that I look at uh, this once great um, religion and religious people who were so advanced and so knowledgeable and to see what it has become now. And again, this is just meant to be a, a podcast about spirituality, not a podcast of uh, blame uh, and a portion and certainly not a podcast of politics but I just found that it was just a slight perhaps just a little bit helpful to describe where I'm coming from with these uh, with these viewpoints and to express that um, modern religion is far f- removed from what these great men once once thought and once practiced and once received from these higher dimensions or from these higher um, realms of existence and as I said uh, I for one am am, am someone who embraces all and each religion, all and each learning, all and each uh, creed to see what it can teach me and what it can teach the world in order to help progress not only myself but the entire human race. So. As I said, um, I think that is the the problem with modern religions is that it does not encourage one's seeking. It does not encourage one's taking of one's own part to take what these great men once um, taught and once um, proclaimed and to go out and practice this, to go out and practice this. This is what these messages were originally about. It was about um, not forming religion around these individuals or these teachings but to take these teachings and go and learn them and go and practice them yourself and as I said 
the way for me to do this here is to uh, undergo or undertake or to live the life um, as far as one can in this modern 21st century of these great, great people, of these great um, men. And I would also like to include the Eastern philosophy of Buddhism in that category, as this is not a religion, it's a way of life. What do these great people have in common? The, the Buddha, which is simply a term for the enlightened one, um, Jesus the Christ, Christ meaning the anointed one, and of the prophet Muhammad. Well, when we look at what led to, to these individuals, um, sparks of realization, they all took themselves away from modern society um, and they all sat in silence or they sat um, alone until they quieted their mind or quietened their mind <clears throat> until they received that communication from those in the higher realms, from those in spirit, from those of the Creator themselves and were then able to um, take that teaching and spread it out into the world, into the world. And again, another um, similarity between these is they were all supposedly able to perform what we call miracles. But understanding what I understand now about the higher realms is that these aren't miracles per se, but simply states of awareness or states of consciousness that one can aspire to and that one can perhaps obtain. Uh, and it is a, a utilizing of uh, <clears throat> our consciousness, our abilities that um, go hand in hand with our known corporal form or our true form, which is simply energetic beings. <clears throat> uh, we're not limited by these physical vehicles. And it is a power that is comes from the creator itself. So it's an understanding, it's a technique, it is a reaching into those realms or those unseen worlds. It is a realization, uh, a utilization of higher energies, higher states of consciousness to bring and manifest things in this material world that we would consider miraculous. But again, once one begins to understand what it truly means to be in spirit and what these higher realms um, or the reality of these higher realms and once one begins to take in more light shall we say then one begins to realize that these aren't social miracles they are simply natural states of beings but more on that later anyway <clears throat> as i said i think that's perhaps enough um on on the abrahamic religions and perhaps on Buddhism itself. Um, one final point there is that um, the entity that we know as Jesus the Christ was rumoured to have taken himself off as an early age and studied under great verdict masters um, and great teachers uh, of the um, Hindu religion. <clears throat> so I just wanted to make that clear is that I think that what distinguishes um, Jesus from uh, the Buddha and from uh, the Prophet Muhammad. But again, there, there are many other different types of religions. There are many other uh, secular 
um, ways of being. There are many other um, forms of uh, worship that one would consider not a religion per se, but perhaps a um, form of paganism or Judaism or just natural uh, worshiping of Gaia. These, each and each, each and all of these uh, manifestations, these practices are as equally valid as the next. But as I said, for me, true spirituality is about doing the own work, not relying on someone else to teach you or guide you. It is about taking on board what um, some of these great masters, one of these great practices, and some of these great um, philosophies have stated and utilizing that in your own practice um, and understanding that you do not require a middleman, uh, you do not require a position in authority, a so-called priest or rabbi or imam to help you get in contact or to get in contact with your creator for you. Each and every one of you is a priest in their own right. And in that, I mean that there is nothing stopping you from having that direct connection with those in the spiritual realms, with the creator itself. It is simply a matter of dedication and practice. And um, perhaps I'll talk about that later. But as I said, for me, the greatest practice that one can do is meditation. It's, wouldn't it, it's, it's not easy at first, but with a dedicated form of meditation, you can see wonders, you can see real transformation within your life. You can have that connection with spirit and have it connected, or sorry, strengthened tenfold over. Uh, beyond uh, religion, uh, beyond the, the kind of earthly religions, um, we have great works of what we call channeling or uh, information that has come to people in, in trance and what I mean by channeling what I mean by trance is that this is a state of being that uh, a person undergoes it's a state almost uh, of meditation or deep meditation almost of hypnosis in which one empties the mind completely and receives thoughts receives concepts receive words from entities in higher realms from spiritual beings from past masters from soul groups themselves groups of souls who are one family and have revealed to us great spiritual truths great spiritual concepts and there are many 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 of these out there uh, just a quick um bit of research on the concept of channeling myself revealed to me hundreds um, of uh, fellowships, of groups, of um, collaborative uh, sets of people who have formed under one, well sorry, formed under their own banner um, to uh, promote and practice uh, words of power, of information that one person or one or more person people have received within that, that group. But perhaps the, some of the greatest um, works of channeling, uh, well-known works, um, are those of um, Jane Roberts, who channeled the Seth entity back in, 
oh, I, I don't have the information to hand. I will include all these links. I think it was back in the 1970-odds. Seth was a, a soul group, if I'm not mistaken, who came and promoted the idea that you create your own reality. And so Jane Roberts wrote many books on the words that she received <clears throat> from this entity called Seth. And I just realised that I actually left a small part out there. Yeah, the, the, these ideas and these concepts that come to one in trance or one under our channeling um, come to one's mind and are either repeated word for word or translated into language from ideas and concepts from these beings who have put these ideas and concepts into the person's mind. But anyway, so yes, there is that one there. <clears throat> there is one which I hold extremely dear to my heart that has helped me um, completely turn around and transform my life um, and, and, and forms the basis of my own spiritual growth and my own spiritual seeking. And that is the Law of One, which was uh, channeled by the LL Research Group back in the 1980s. They received communications from this being who identified itself as Ra, um, and when questioned further, confirmed that it was indeed the Ra who the Egyptians called the God of the Sun, but uh, was quick, or uh, to put the record straight, to say that it was not a God, um, and it was not a god of the sun, but simply a group of beings or a group of souls, um, which it called itself a social memory complex, um, who came to the Egyptians to impress uh, this idea of this law of one, that all beings are one, that there is only one ultimate being, and that there is no true separation, no true set. Sentence-